0: Okay, this one is about the nature of refusal, and this will probably surprise you, uh, what I reveal about refusal, and the essence of what it means to refuse. Um, so I am going to talk about it in the context of a collaborative project, um, in case be you have been following the recent series of audios in, in relation to that project, but, to that topic, sorry. Um but I also want to go into the deeper meaning of the word and about our right to refuse. Um, so to refuse, it means to, um, enable the process of fusion to take place. So to fuse something is to, uh, bond them together permanently, um, in order to create something new, like, uh, an amalgam, or um, you know, whatever it may be, but and this is the nature of you know when you go to the rubbish dump, <laughs> it's the, the it's where you put your refuse <laughs> because it's all the things that you want to go back into the earth that will eventually go back into the molten uh, plasma of the planet where it's hot enough for um, any um, kind of substance, uh, any form of matter to be refused, meaning that um, for it to be, uh, uh, well, it's actually reintegrated into plasma. Um, And then birthed anew as some new form of mineral or something else that the earth needs. And so it's important to understand. In fact, uh, if you're interested, uh, I'm involved in a collaborative uh, project um, that utilizes this method um, to bring into uh, commercial um, waste and um, and residential. So if that does interest you, um, feel free to send me an email. But to refuse something, it means your intention is to repurpose it. It's, um, and so when you throw something away at the rubbish dump, it's so that it can be refused and birthed into something new to meet a currently unmet need. Because that's what happens in nature. Nature is constantly evolving to meet the unmet need of some other form of life. And this is a perpetual cycle. And, um, so to refuse, (laughs) Now, when we refuse something, it's when um, someone invites us to contribute our presence or some aspect of our own energy, and we refuse. <laughs> we exercise our right to refuse, and every human being has a right to refuse They have a right to refuse absolutely everything. They have a right to refuse uh, legislation, laws imposed upon them, um, requests from people who feel as though that person has a sense of obligation somehow to them. No human being is obligated to anything in their life. And And I mean the law as well. Even a written contract that creates a legally binding mechanism, you still have the right to refuse, understanding that there may be legal consequences that you won't enjoy. But the right to refuse always exists, because you're sovereign and you're free. And you get to choose in the moment what you imbue your presence into, what you gift your presence to. Because everything you gift your presence to is appreciating. And that is how all of life is evolving. Through what is being appreciated. Through the presence of every form of life. So. um, When. Why would we. When we don't refuse. (laughs) When we um, just go along with these requests. And because we feel obligated, we are just endlessly giving our power away—a power being our presence. We're endlessly appreciating things that other people want us to appreciate. Other people are wanting our, our, us to give our energy to something so that it appreciates because of their agenda, and they're leveraging a sense of obligation in order to receive your energy now you are still you still have the right to refuse you still have the right to refuse and um obligation really is the only thing that um imprisons us it's the only thing and most of the time it's a sense of obligation that causes us to um, corrupt our own vision or corrupt our own inspiration, corrupt what we truly want to imbue our energy into because of a sense of obligation. And so in context, so let's say, I'll give you a classic scenario, <laughs> um, you know, my mother's a wonderful cook and um, it's her love language is cooking a meal for people. It's her way of giving love. And I mean, you know what it's like family dinners, even when you're, um, you may be full and your mom wants you to have some more <laughs> and you have more. And, um, but the truth is what you really wanted to do was to refuse, and um, this is a this is I mean most of you can probably relate to this as I'm talking about it, but because none of us want to refuse our mother's love. But here's the thing, <laughs> um, this is born out of a belief that you know the love of our parents is unconditional is conditional actually. You know, when, we, when we're naughty as a child, our parents, you know, they're human beings, they have a tendency to withhold love if we're acting in, in a specific way. And so we grow up believing that um, the love of a parent is conditional upon me behaving this way or uh, me doing this, uh, me pleasing them. And so we feel a sense of obligation and this is born within us um, to receive their love. And just in case it runs out or just in case they withhold it at another time. So most most human beings have got this within them and um, it's a sense of obligation. We, we think we're obliged to the, to our parents, but in truth, the reason we're making the decision not to refuse their love is because we we want to capitalize on it whenever it's available because of an inherent belief that we you know gained as a child that um i may not receive it soon or or the tap might be switched off to receiving love later on so um you know this can manifest itself in many different ways Um, you know, another scenario of this, of this kind of scenario, um, is let's say one of your parents bought you a gift for Christmas and you're in the process of moving house (laughs) and having a cull, getting rid of stuff out of the garage, (laughs) sending stuff to be refused (laughs) and, um, and they say to you, "Oh, don't forget to bring your frying pan that I got you last Christmas." <laughs> and it was in the pile to give to the um, Salvation Army. <laughs> what do you do? You haven't used it for you haven't used it ever since you received it. But your parents experience that as them giving you love, and that's true. And you want to refuse it you want to refuse it but do you so it's important to understand that it's, that it's only a sense of obligation that causes you to not refuse and this is a form of self-imprisonment and it's a very very common one um you know it happen, you know it's common the mother the, the scenario with the mother expressing her love through food but um You know, I think uh, the fatherly version of this is, you know, a father, their sense of fulfillment and satisfaction for their child is to see what they're capable of um, doing in the world. That's a very masculine thing. Most children, they um, misinterpret this, actually, and they think what their parents are after is, is to be proud. But actually, that's not the case. A parent's satisfaction is from the ch- child doing what they want to do in the world. You know, and the, the classic form of fatherly love, masculine love, is, is I want to witness um, what you can do. So the energy is is like, show me what you can do. I want to see what you can do. Show me what you can do it's about being surprised and delighted with what the child is capable of doing. That's beyond the imagination of the parent. It's not about prove yourself worthy to me, (laughs) but kids, they don't get it. They don't get it. It feels like the parent is trying to get the child to make them proud. And, um, but the, the true sense of satisfaction for the parent comes from that child doing what they want to do in the world with joy. That's really where it it comes from. And so the way this manifests itself in the world is you have so many people that are trying to please an authority figure, um, trying to prove themselves to an authority figure. Look, look how good I am. Look how capable I am. Look, are you proud? Are you proud of me? (laughs) Look what I can do. (laughs) <laughs> hey, look, look, look at me, look, look what I can do. And, you know, I see this time and time again, uh, especially in business as well, where, you know, um, there are people who are continually trying to please authority figures within an organization. And really, this is this is one of the things that fuels um you know, the patriarchal system. People don't realize this. They think that men are trying to control everyone and trying to oppress everyone. But in truth, most, what's actually happening is people are trying to seek the approval of um, father figure energy, of paternal energy. And in fact, it, it's it's a huge craving within um, the psyche of most human beings is to win that approval of the, of the father figure. And we see this by, um, wanting to please unseen authorities, wanting to give our power away to unseen authorities as well as seen authorities. This desire to please the father and, um, you know, we see this in religion big time as well. You know, we're just trying to please an unseen authority um, to make it proud. You know, look how good I am. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and I think it's it's a confusing thing for a lot of uh, males I know, and myself as well included, where, where you have um, a lot of uh, women's rights movements who are very... You know that think men are trying to out trying to control women and oppress them, um, and you know control them. And there's you know there's no part of a man that wants to control a woman. There's no there's I mean I'm only speaking from you know my perspective and and the people I know because of course there are I mean that do want to control women but um it's it's actually an exchange. You know, when when something else controls you, especially when it's an authority that you feel um, is powerful or that you can trust, um, when, they, when they control you, then it gives you a sense of security and safety. You know, and if you feel without that energy, if you feel out of control in your life or if you feel like you can't provide for yourself or... Um, you know, you're not capable of creating in the world or, or that without that energy you just don't feel safe, then you're gonna to seek to give people control over you who do make you feel safe. And the irony is it's you know, a lot of the time people who are very controlling like that um have you know often can make you feel unsafe as well, but it's but when they're not making you feel unsafe you feel protected and safe from everything else in the environment. and So there's always this exchange going on. You know, I want you to control me. And once that sense of obligation is established, you know, you are now obliged to keep me safe and to look after me. It's now an expectation. You know, I give you this in return for. And there's nothing more stifling than a sense of obligation to human nature, um, and we let it control us. And so, you know, another classic uh, scenario is, you know, let's say you're down, you're downscaling, um, you're going through the garage, you're doing a cull, you want to get rid of a whole bunch of stuff and you've got three piles what you know this is typical you got a pile of stuff that you want to keep you got a pile of stuff that you want to sell and a pile of stuff um that you want to give away actually four piles and the fourth pile is stuff that you want to send to the refuse dump now how do you determine which stuff goes into which pile you know in the classic scenario is you're thinking okay i don't want to stuff up the environment Um, so I want to recycle as much as possible. Um, who's, who's going to appreciate this? Who's going to get the most use out of this? And then you've got the stuff that you're going to sell, that you're intending to sell and you're thinking, oh, maybe I should just give this away. You know, maybe it's selfish to try and get money when I can just give it to someone for free who will appreciate it. (laughs) And again, what I want to say is notice the sense of obligation that creeps in. I'm obliged to recycle. You feel the sense of obligation to keep as much um, out of the environment of having to be, re- you know, recycled through the earth's natural processes as possible because you don't want to poison the environment. And then you feel selfish because, you know, you'll get $50 for something if you, if you auction it on Trade Me or eBay or whatever it is. But there's someone else more needy who would appreciate it and so you feel the sense of obligation to give it away for free and then there's the pile of stuff where you go through that mindset of um do i keep this in case i need it in the future <laughs> meaning that it's not going to be appreciated by anyone and will probably sit in the garage again and accumulate dust waiting for a rainy day, or do I sell it now so someone else can appreciate it, give it away, or do I refuse it now, because no one will appreciate it in its current form, and it needs to be recycled through the the earth's natural process. And so here's the thing again, you have the right to refuse, you always have the right to refuse. Nature has been created to refuse everything and the way that we manage it right now is utterly horrendous, don't get me wrong, but the planet is set up to refuse everything um, that is, no longer has the capacity to be appreciated because all, all of nature exists in response to appreciation, everything, everything all of life evolves based on appreciation. And if there's something that is obsolete, that no longer has the capability or capacity to be appreciated by any other form of life, then it's time for it to be refused. And the same thing if your frying pan is in the garage and you have no capability or capacity to appreciate it you have the right to refuse your mother's love when she bought purchased you that frying pan. You have the right to refuse that so that you can give someone else the opportunity to appreciate that item. Whether they buy it, whether you give it to them for free, it does not matter because the person who's going to be receiving that frying pan is still going to appreciate it. The thing being, if you sell it, not only is that person going to appreciate the frying pan, but you now have greater potential, latent potential to appreciate something else because you have money. So understand the right to refuse is a fundamental human right. And you have you are totally sovereign over what you choose to give your energy to in any moment. And in every moment. And so all I want you to know is that you don't need to please your dad. (laughs) You don't need to please an authority figure that the child in you that is trying to please authority figures um, and to show them what you can do, what you're capable of, how worthy you are, what they actually want to see is they want to see you doing what you love to do. That's what they really want to see, even if they don't realize it themselves. So all you ever need to focus on is, what is it that I want to do in this moment? What is it that I want to create? What is it I want to invest my own time and energy in? It's not about, look how much I'm capable of doing. It's about, look how much I love doing this. And it all comes back to, Refusal. Never, ever, ever allow obligation to determine what you imbue your presence into, what you gift your energy into. You do not have to please anyone, although it is um, very, very potent within all of us, the desire to please an authority figure. But if we can just shift our perspective to understand that the only way to truly Um, give our parents a sense of enjoyment from our own evolution is for them to witness us enjoying what we do and um, from that's the paternal perspective and the maternal perspective is they want to witness us uh, they want to see who we are capable of becoming and from that perspective it is purely about um the who you will who you will derive the most satisfaction from becoming it's about being who you want to be and that's the only thing that will scratch that itch that your parents have in seeing you evolve you become who you want to become you do what you want to do and so refuse till you're blue in the face. You know, take that present your mum got you two Christmases ago and chuck it in the rubbish dump. You have the right to refuse. You have the right to refuse. And next time you're at Christmas dinner and your mum's offering you your fourth helping of dinner, (laughs) you have the right to refuse that as well. And um, you know, regardless of their reaction, and they, they may experience it as um, being rejected, as their love being rejected, but you're not responsible for how that feels to them, all you're responsible for is what you want in this moment. Okay, um, Oh, I, I suppose I should chuck in there the relevance of this to um, cooperative collaboration, So let's say you're um, a collaborator on a collaborative gifting project um, and you're gifting of your um, skills, expertise, obligation-free. Let's say someone on the team uh, expects you to perform a task just because you are capable of doing it. And this is so 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 important in fact it's fundamental to understand this to be successful in a collaborative venture uh, based on gifting or anything else. Just because you are capable of something does not mean you're obliged to gift it. <laughs> this is and the whole thing will collapse if you um, if you are unable to refuse gifting gifts that you don't want to use. You'll just end up making a rod for your own back and you'll imprison yourself and you'll wind up pleasing an authority figure who's who's getting their needs met because you're doing something they didn't want to do and you're also doing something that you don't want to do. The solution is always to refuse and then collaborate to create what you do want. The ethos in, is exactly the same as you know, sending something, sending a form of matter back to the center of the earth to be refused at an atomic level um, so that it can be utilized to meet a currently unmet need somewhere else in nature. It's the same thing. You know, no one wants that old frying pan. You can't even give it away. You know, the, the St. Vincent de Paul or or the hospice shop, they, they don't even want it. It's time for it to go to, to be refused in the center of the earth so it can create new forms of matter that are met to meet a currently unmet need. Um, and it's exactly the same thing. You've got capability. You're able to do something, but you don't get any joy from using that gift. Um, And so, refuse to use that gift. You have the right to refuse. Only ever give, use the gifts that you want to be using. And it's the key to, it's the key that unlocks everything. It unlocks the latent potential of everyone and everything. Because there is someone out there that does have the gift, does have a gift that they want to give. um, And that is. Um, that brings to the project exactly what it is you need. And so you do have the right to refuse. And um, yeah, beware of a sense of obligation and just try and catch yourself in the act. When you feel some kind of pull, when you feel something pulling on your energy and it doesn't feel natural, just ask yourself, is, is this a sense of obligation drawing me in? Uh, is Or is, is this an authority figure I'm trying to please? Um, and do I want to exercise my right to refuse? And you'll be right as rain. <laughs> okay, that's all for now for the nature of refusal. Catch you soon.